Welcome to the C-Store Oracle Podcast, where C-Store Decisions editors speak with retailers and experts about all aspects of the convenience store business, from trends impacting the retail landscape to best practices and acquisition news. Hello and welcome to the C-Store Oracle Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Thomas Malloy, Senior Editor with C-Store Decisions Magazine, and I'll be your host today. Our guest is Michelle Arthur, loss prevention and tobacco buyer for the Town Pump convenience store chain in Montana, and she joins us today from Butte, Montana. Today's podcast is sponsored by Rogue. More and more adult tobacco consumers are looking for products that deliver nicotine on demand that fit their active lifestyle. Rogue is a leader in this emerging category and offers a full lineup that includes slow-release lozenges, quick-dissolve tablets, long-lasting gums, and in-demand pouches. Rogue offers each of these in a variety of bold, long-lasting flavors and strengths to deliver high-quality nicotine satisfaction every time. Stock Rogue today and get your share of the sales and profits in the rapidly growing modern oral nicotine category. And today's guest is Michelle Arthur, loss prevention and tobacco buyer from the Town Pump chain of C-Stores. Michelle, how are you doing today? Great. How are you today? I'm hanging in there, uh, trying to uh, hoping for some warmer weather. I'm up, up here in the Midwest in Cleveland, and uh, it's um, it just has not warmed up yet. We're like in the mid 60s right now, and we're just hoping for 80s in the next couple of days. All right. <laughs> and what are you guys? Where are you at? I'm sitting here in beautiful Butte, Montana, and our weather's a little warmer than yours. We just uh, had a couple 70-degree weather days, and so a lot of people are out camping and at the lake and rivers. And Oh, that's cool. Enjoying does, some recreation. It gets pretty hot in the summers there, doesn't it? Uh, you know, it gets warm enough. Uh, it's a dry heat, so, you know, probably 80s, 90s, yeah. Tell me about your chain, Town Pump. I mean, how many stores you got, locations, all that kind of stuff. So uh, our company is Town Pump. We have a chain of 103 convenience stores. Um, Of those, we have also some pilot branded travel plazas, truck stop travel plazas. Um, We have 18 of those. Uh, Started in 1953. It's owned by the Canelli family. Uh, The entire family runs the business, different segments of the business. We have uh, sea stores, casinos, car washes, motels, restaurants. Wow. we have an RV park. Um, we have a fuel distribution business and a property management business and some other things that I probably forgot to mention. You guys are really busy. Uh, I'm tired just listening to that. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, it is a lot. And as far as the C-Store, I mean, do, so do you have C-Stores in, in like some of like the non-C-Store locations? Do you have like in, in the casinos and things? Do you guys branch out into that and have like a little little kiosk or a little shop or anything like that? Uh, so uh, many of the locations have more than one profit center within the building, or if they're not tied together in the same building, they're on the same property. So you might come into one of our stores and it would be strictly the C store. You could walk over and go to the casino, or you might be able to, within the same building, go into the casino. We also have some uh, fast feeders in some of them. Uh, we have McDonald's, um, I think some Subway still. Um, do you have your own food service uh, proprietary type of thing or anything like that? We do. Yeah, we have a full-blown uh, deli program where um, we make our own food fresh every day, uh, hot, deep-fried food to um, a big variety of cold offerings and um, sandwiches, wraps, salads. Wow, you guys got it all, sounds like, like to me. 
Um, yes. So, I mean, uh, with all of those locations and in your position, I mean, you also handle loss prevention as well as tobacco, correct? Right. And do you have to, do you travel an awful lot? I mean, how many states are you guys located in? We are Montana owned and operated. So everything with the exception of two motels is within the state of Montana. It's a large state. Geographically, it's, I think, the fourth largest state, if I have that right. Wow. Um, So we're spread out. We're spread out. There's a lot of miles to cover and and we're just about everywhere in the state of Montana. And do you have to travel a lot or is there there a little bit or any kind of travel involved with your your, uh, two positions, really, what they are? You know, a lot of it you can it can be done remotely, but uh, yeah, we do do some stints of travel. Um, it's all by car. <laughs> we don't fly or anything like that. <laughs> uh, that is a big state. It's it's pretty darn big. Um, that's a lot of miles on that car. Uh, and so, tell me about your background. How did you get into this uh, this job, this position? You know, I started with the company when I was 19. I've been with them 25 years and I've done, I've always been within the C stores. I was involved in the casinos a little bit for a few months, but I've worked my way up from the entry level position all the way up to C store um, travel plaza manager, district manager. Uh, Last year I moved into the corporate office and I did some um, training and development type things for about a year one of the operations staff members had resigned. And so we did some job assignment shuffling and that's how I picked up the loss prevention and the tobacco category. So you're in Butte now, is that your hometown? Are you from there? Born and raised. Okay. Born and raised. And during my time as a district manager of 17 years, I moved away and lived over in the Missoula area. Okay. And we raised a couple of kids over there. And then last year, my husband and I moved back to our hometown. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. You guys have only known each other all your lives? Oh, yes. Yes. Since we were kids. Wow. Oh, yeah. No. Wow. Really? Yes. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. A lot, of, uh, a lot of folks can't say that. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Talk yeah. to me about business now. Now that we got the personal stuff out of the way, talk to me about um, the nicotine delivery segment that, that you're uh, dealing with as far as the tobacco category and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, I don't want to say it's fairly new, but it's, I mean, compared to what tobacco has been around or how long tobacco has been around. Talk to me about this, this uh, product segment and um, just who that customer is. And uh, is there anything exciting in there or just, you know, what do you know about the nicotine delivery segment? You know, um, what I can tell you is um, my predecessor brought it in um, as a trial thing, not quite sure exactly what the product was and, and said, yeah, you know, we'll give it a try. And, see what it does and threw it on the back bar and really didn't do too much with it and took off like wildfire. Um, wow. I think especially for us, it's uh, been really uh, something great for the consumer. It's discreet. It's spit free. Um, it's something that you can do on the go, whether you're traveling or if you're working or, um, you know, in between meetings. Um, so it's something that you can be, on the go and still get your nicotine and not have to stop and go outside and smoke your cigarette or find a place to take a break. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, I think too, some of it has to do with this better for you trend mm-hmm. where this product is perceived as better for you. Everything that's in these products claims to be food based. So no, no chemicals. Um, they claim that, you know, it's not a harmful product. So I think a lot of people that are trying to be healthier, but still want to get that nicotine delivery or turning to 
the nicotine pouches. And is is this is it is it on the increase or is it did it like just boom show up and then it's just steady or how's how's that working as far as as far as the market right now? Is it stable? Is it is it rising? Um, you know, it's 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 a steady rise. Um, I will say that we we carry five different brands. Rogue being one of them. Uh, we did introduce Rogue. We um, only had a few others. Probably up until last December, we introduced Rogue, and um, Rogue right out of the gate um, really took a chunk out of that category. It's about four percent, I guess, of our total moist category, which okay. we sell a lot of chew in the state of Montana. So four percent is some pretty good volume. But talk to me about the whole category, the tobacco category as a whole. What's moving? What's what's changing? How's things going? And this is outside of the whole crazy uh, regulatory landscape. But as far as the the market, the customers, what are they what are they buying now? What are they looking at? What is, what's what's going on there? Well, I mean, obviously, cigarettes for as far as the tobacco category by volume is by far the biggest portion of the tobacco category. Most places, I think, are seeing probably at least a five percent decline. Um, as for us, we're steadied up. Um, we're seeing a lot of trend going into, like I said, the better for you. A lot of people are um, on the go, wanting to be able to get their nicotine as they go. So, um, you know, chewing tobacco is on the on the incline. Um, this nicotine pouch category is on the incline. I would say e-cigs and vapor for us are probably flat to a little bit up. Um, with all the different bands that happened last year, I think that we finally have been able to even out on that and, and uh, people are able to get either the tobacco or the menthol flavors. Um, so we're still doing pretty steady with that. Uh, we also have a wide selection of cigars in our stores. We do pretty well with those. Well, um, and I know cigars are, are are pretty solid. I like a, I like a cigar every once in a while. I like a you know a cigarillo or on a special event. My brothers and I will 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 grab some of the big ones, the big classic size cigars. So, and those are nice. I you know I enjoy those. But we were talking, from what I understand, Rogue it's tobacco free, correct? Right. And I think I read someplace it was sugar free and it's a nicotine product. But they you said they've got pouches, but don't they have gum and other stuff? Uh, Gum and lozenges right now, currently we are only carrying the pouches. But the pouches are moving, huh? Yes, the pouches do really well. Anything that has a flavor that incorporates mint, whether it be uh, peppermint, wintergreen, cool mint, anything with mint does really well with us, uh, with Rogue and some of its competitors. Uh, lots of mint. So We also um, have a mango flavor that we carry from them that's one of our top sellers. Really? Also. Mango. mango. And no one else has a mango. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how how new of a product is this? I mean, when, when did they launch it? Uh, we brought it in in December, uh, and Swisher did a great job of um, doing a launch. They went out and flooded the state. They uh, put up all of their real nice displays. They were lit displays, uh, signed well. They were on site. They were talking about the product, handing out samples. We immediately promoted it, ran it on promotion for three months, I believe, um, just to see what it would do. And it did great on promotion. But what we're finding now that it's off promotion and people have had a chance to try it, a lot of people are sticking with it. Really? And uh, so do you anticipate any any new promotions coming down the road or anything like that? Well, you know, um, 
Uh, we haven't set up anything for uh, this product for this year, but yes, we'll probably run something for the summer it, during the summer for sure. And who's the typical Rogue customer? We're talking about young, talking about older folks, a little, little bit of both, or what are you seeing? It's a little bit of everything. Um, you know, like I said, it's discreet. It's on the go. You can put one in your in between your lip and your gum, and it's very tough to notice. Um, it can be anything from women to blue collar people to business people, uh, people traveling, um, former moist users. Uh, the can is quite similar to some of the chew cans. So the size is the same. It's got the tin lid, uh, real nice, um, what graphic on top of it. And, and so there's not really one predominant, uh, you know, demographic like millennials or something like that. Oh, definitely millennials also. There, anyone that's looking for that better for you. Mostly males, or are you seeing some women participate? Or uh, I would say for us, it's probably 90% male. Um, and so uh, as far as the merchandise and promotion, do you do any of your own, any of your own stuff to try and help move it? Or how, as far as display, how do you display it? It's, got, it's in the back, correct? Do you do anything to call uh, attention? Or? It, it is, um, and that's one of our... Um, projects that we're working on right now of course it should have been done but with the COVID scare everything has been delayed so this month uh, we have our reps back out uh, boots on the ground and we have created our own planogram for the nicotine pouch set what, your own. so um, yep yep it's it's got its own space it's got its own racking it has its own racking, I should say. <laughs> it has its own space. It has its own racking. Um, it's a lit display. Uh, and all of that, um, all of the brands that we carry will be within that rack. And just for reference for uh, for our uh, listeners who are mostly retailers like yourself, I mean, what, uh, how difficult was that to, to come up with that plan? Is that there, there a lot of, there would be a lot of legwork, I would think. And, you know, the planning and everything with that. Is that something you would recommend for others to do? I mean, even if they have a smaller a smaller footprint, I mean, you guys have got a pretty big footprint. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've done really well with this category, but it has every one of these uh, manufacturers has their own rack. And we have different size, size stores, different layouts on the back there. And, you know, this stuff was scattered all over the place. And so people are finding it without us having all incorporated in one spot and being consistent from store to store. So um, I really think we haven't done it any favors by not having it in one spot where the consumer can see behind the back bar, look at what we offer, look at all the pricing and be able to select what they want. And let's face it, it's crowded back there. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of room to, I mean, there's just so much to put back. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was funny because I had to call a number of stores. I couldn't go visit them because we were um, not allowed to travel for a while. And they said, well, what do you need to know this information for? And I said, well, we're going to put this all in one rack. And they said, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah, it's a mess. So um, any uh, anything going on with you guys as far as your chain goes? Is uh, any, any more promotions with either this or the, the uh, tobacco category or anything going on? Anything exciting? Uh, like I said, we're working on getting this all incorporated into one fixture. Um, we carry five different brands within this category, and we'll be promoting them all with off and on throughout the summer. What's what's um, the turnaround for town? I'm sorry. You're the guest. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> as far as town pump goes, we're always uh, reinvesting. Our owners are always reinvesting and we're always expanding. And we have two or three stores uh, that will be brand new builds for this for us this year. So we have 506 awesome. stores by the end of the year um, and lots of remodels and resets. So when you're doing the planogram and all this stuff, what's the turnaround time on that from, you know, and I, not exactly precisely, but what's the turnaround as far as when you start to, to, to get all the information together and, and where you're going to be when you finally can institute this? You know, uh, by the time, you know, we deal with everyone that's involved um, with the product, doing the research on the numbers, trying to determine what the flow should be. Um, the, the, the set that we did was based on sales. So number crunching um, for us, like I said, we have a number of stores. They're all different. Some of them have enough room that we have worked it into our existing fixtures and cut back on some other categories within the tobacco. Um, and then for those that didn't have the room to do that, they either have a countertop fixture or a floor fixture. So we had, um, and some stores also couldn't, didn't have the space for either the counter or the floor fixture. So we kept the individual small fixture. So there's probably four different options that we had to decide who by store, 103 stores, who was going to get what, and then um, organize it with the reset team to get out there and, and add COVID to that. So I would say it took us a couple months. And this is more than just a memo, obviously. Yes. Uh, I yes, mean, there's you, a lot. You've, you've got there's all those. There's a lot to it. When you got all the people brought in, I mean, each and every store manager, is that is that fair to say? Oh, every store manager and then. Um, and then also you've got to get the product people, correct? Is that the, the vendors? Are they are they involved in this a whole lot or a little bit or yes, not at all? Yes, they are. You know, they're involved a whole lot. Yes. So as far as uh, this whole market, where, where do you see the market for, for this going? You see it uh, leveling off? Do you see it increasing? Um, you guys have different plans laid out or options or things of that nature? You know, um, even though we do a lot of volume with it, it's still, like I said, 4% of the category. I think it's going to continue to grow. Is it going, I don't foresee it taking over cigarettes or what we do in the moist chew category. Um, but, you know, it, it will continue to grow. I think that's where uh, the millennials and where the world is going is people are looking for those other options. They still want their nicotine, but um, want to try some things that are perceived to be a little healthier. So um, I think that it is going to continue to grow. And for us, as it does, we'll adjust the space accordingly. And, you know, you got to love the mango. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Uh, as far as this, it sounds like it's a product they, that they're definitely excited about and um, something they turn to and uh, really, really enjoy. One of the other things that I meant to mention is um, – with their flavors for Rogue, what I've heard on that is the flavors are spot on, but they're they're mild in a way to where, you know, if you do do a mango, it's not overwhelming mango. It's a nice mango. It's slightly sweet. Um, it's palatable. It's not, um, it's not something that's overwhelming. And uh, all of their flavors seem to be that way. And that's something a lot of folks wouldn't think about it, you know, as far as a product like that goes, because you've got it. I'm sure they did their research and did trials and whatnot and, and discovered where they had to be. And uh, I'm sure there were a couple of different prototypes out there that they had to throw away because they had to nail that exactly where they wanted it and where the customer was going to want it as well. 
and not all of them are are that way you know mm. some of them are very flavor forward and maybe too much for someone that wants to do that type of product well it's certainly something that they uh, i'm sure they did enough research on and uh, figured it out and uh, have done evidently they've nailed the product because it's doing so well especially for you guys too so uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for today there, Michelle. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on. Today's guest was Michelle Arthur, loss prevention and tobacco buyer from Town Pump, uh, the chain of C stores. You have, I think you said 105 stores? 103. By the end of the year, 105 to 106. In Montana. Uh, so, Michelle, I thank you so much. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. Do appreciate your time and your expertise. Thanks for talking about Rogue today and for tobacco and everything else. Thank you, Tom. Good luck. Take care now. Yeah, you take care. And many thanks again to today's sponsor, Rogue. Stock Rogue today and get your share of the sales and profits in the rapidly growing modern oral nicotine category. And of course, we also want to thank Michelle Arthur, who uh, was with us from the Town Pump convenience store chain in Montana. You've been listening to the C-Store Oracle podcast from C-Store Decisions magazine. For more podcasts, visit cstoredecisions.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Thomas Malloy. I'll see you next time.